You have selected historical file number 12-1. The Second Renaissance. In the beginning, there was man. And for a time, it was good. But humanity's so-called civil societies soon fell victim to vanity and corruption. Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn. And Jeremy. That doesn't take itself too seriously. And today we have our first double feature. I don't think it's don't the think first. I think we've done, done, we've done double features before, I think. <laughs> in in this exact sort of circumstance where we just like... Yeah, but, but I don't know if we've done that on the main episodes. I think we've done a bonus that was two movies, but I don't hmm. think we've done... Maybe. We'll see. We'll we have some record keepers keepers in the Discord. Somebody look that up. Let us know. I think we've yeah. done a double feature before, though. Jamie I could have sworn well, a rare, a rare double, a rare feature double then. feature episode. And the reason is because I've been sick for a hundred years. Yeah, and we missed the whole ass week, and we're we're very sorry. Um, uh, but Jeremy got sick. I got sick. Um, it's the winter. Shit happens. Um, it happens, but, folks. But we have the Dark Council. Um, this is our last, last of the second month of the Dark Council and the first of the new month of the Dark Council. That's right. We are so, transitioning out of animation uh, anthology month and into exploitation month. That's right, folks. It's March exploitation. Here it's March and in the Dark Council's counseling, they did actually talk about uh, Coonskin as being a sort of a nice transition from animation anthology into exploitation. And wouldn't you know it, just by sheer coincidence, uh, we are doing them both the same very episode, doing an, an even smoother episode. gradient than uh, than you perhaps thought was even possible. <laughs> The smoothest gradient you've ever seen. It's one of those um, optical illusions. Yeah. It just happens to become a different color. Um, yeah, so we are doing two of them. We couldn't just skip. You know, if, 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 if we had been picking these movies, we would have just been like, well, fuck the Animatrix. We'll talk about that some other time. But Dark Council would not be happy about that. And I wouldn't, I'd feel pretty bad about it. So we'll do them both. Uh, Noah, what, what did you watch this week? Um, and I do have stuff I want to talk about, so that'll be next week. We'll do a normal episode next week. Um, but first, let's just get right into it. Not usually what we do here, if you haven't ever heard the show before. Um, but we're Weird going to get right to into in our... <laughs> right, don't listen to this one first. Go back and listen to something else. But uh, if you are, doesn't matter. Um, let's get right into our first feature presentation, uh, The Animatrix, directed by Andy Jones, Mahiro Maeda, Shinchiro Watanabe, 
Yeah, I don't remember all these people. Yoshiaki Kawajiri. Thank you. Takeshi Koike. Koji Morimoto. And Peter Chung. Peter written Chung. by the Wachowskis and all of these directors also. Yes, and produced by the Wachowskis. Um, this is uh, a an anthology film between that came out between the first Matrix and the second Matrix. Is that uh, what Matrix it was? Reloaded? I believe so. I Tw- thought it was 20, between the second and the third. Uh. Is that so? When did the Matrix, Matrix Reloaded came out in 2003, uh, May 7th. And this came out in, uh, June. gosh, I don't know when. June 3rd. Oh, so they came out almost exactly at the same time. Mm. Um, yeah, so just about the same summer. And this came out just a little after Matrix Reloaded. Um, interesting. So this is like so I was a say, supplementary. There's something in here that references something that's in the second movie. I don't uh, that's what. true. Um, the kid, kid story, kid shows up in in uh, in Reloaded. Mm. He's like the kid who's like, Neo saved my life. It's so amazing that story. Yeah, I gotta is here. Re- I gotta rewatch Reloaded now. I actually was when we were originally going to do this um, last week. I, I had intended to rewatch Reloaded. Um, Reloaded school. They're all cool movies. They're all cool um, movies, folks. <laughs> yeah, if uh, you're not familiar with our show or you haven't been listening for very long, me and Jeremy are both very positive on the Matrix sequels. Especially um, the newest one. Yeah, the new one's cool. <laughs> but all three of them called. are. <laughs> Resurrections. Resurrections. Um, I think Reloaded and... and, and uh, Reloaded and why can't I think of the third one? Revolutions. Revolutions um, are both very cool and uh, have aged really well. I think um, they're not as good as one, but they're they're also very cool. So this was what well, what was your uh, history with this Animatrix? Did you watch it when it came out? I did. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, so back in the year 2003, uh, some Mm -hmm. friends and I had, I wouldn't call it a club necessarily, but we had sort of an ongoing, um, kind of like social engagement, uh, once a week where we would watch anime and, um, sounds like an anime club. (laughs) It was kind of like an anime club. I wouldn't say that we ever formally named it such, uh, but it was a group of homies from my neighborhood and we would all gather at my friend Rob's house. Uh, he had the best like living room TV set up and we would all cool. hang out and we would watch like a longer anime thing that uh, somebody would procure from somewhere. And uh, cause you know, back in those days in 2003, we're talking about like, you know, Toonami It's hard to age. come by shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. You had like, you had Dragon Ball Z, you had Gundam Wing and you had like whatever the special of the week or month was on Toonami where they'd have like, I feel like like Blue Sub 6 was one of them. Oh like, yeah. Like shit like that. And um. Wait, Blue Sub 6. What was that about? I don't even remember. I remember watching it. Um, it was blue. There was one about bugs called Blue Gender. Yeah, Blue Gender. Uh, uh, but so we had sort of like an anime club thing going, and um, this was one of the things that we watched for that. And I remember uh, 
this is a big problem for me in general back then is is I would just like fall asleep. Um, <laughs> Why? Because uh, it would be late. And um, oh, well, oh, I wasn't really a big like stayer upper back then. <laughs> I'm like more <laughs> of a night person now. I'm much more uh, likely to stay up late. But back then I was like a very like early to bed sort of a guy. And so at anime clubs, pretty much every time uh, I would fall asleep at some point during the movie and someone would have to like get me up at the end and be like, okay, time to go. Go um, home. So I remember seeing Matrix, uh, uh, the Matrix, Animatrix and um, I remember, I think I probably got into about like halfway through program, maybe world records <laughs> if I had to guess because everything past those I don't wow. remember at all. Um, but those ones I do remember pretty well. Interesting. Wait, and that was, you never rewatched it? That was like your... That was it, yeah. Okay. I don't know yeah, why. I've... I think like, it's one of those things like, um, I don't know if you remember, I, I had said at some point, like, I want to know who, uh, did the animation for the, for the anime portion of Kill Bill. And you were just like, that's like very obtainable information. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things oh, where, yeah. like, I think as a kid, because it was so inaccessible to get anime, like, I think, like, once this had kind of, like, come and gone, I just was like, well, how am I ever going to see that again? Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, never thought about it again. And kind of, like, I'm a big, like, filer. Like, if I file something away as true or, like, just I, as I, <laughs> if I file something away as being reality, then that's just how it is. And so uh-huh. I think I might have thought of like the animatrix as being like, I don't know, like a limited run thing. <laughs> You're like, oh, I didn't check. I didn't, I didn't I see it, it when it was on TV and now it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember picking this up at a Best Buy, I think, for $8. Hmm. I remember it being very cheap for some reason. I was like, whoa. And I think it had been a year. I, because I, I, wanted to see it but then just didn't have the money and then i remember seeing it on sale for like eight bucks on one of those shit it came out in those shitty dvds that were like a piece of cardboard flap with the little like black clasp mm. on the side instead of the uh actual good cases yeah and I, I watched it a couple times when i was young um i was probably i would say that i was way more into the matrix than i would have been into anime at the time yeah like I wasn't anti-anime. Like, I remember I liked Akira and, like, people had told me to watch Cowboy Bebop, so I watched Cowboy Bebop. I, people told me to watch Serial Experiments Lane, so I watched Lane. But I wasn't, like, into anime. Like, I wasn't watching anime because it was anime. Mm-hmm. Um, I was into, you know, weird, cool stuff. Um, so I was... I, was <laughs> I, I mean, like, what I, was I thought was... cool stuff. I, I was into what I like thought Marilyn was like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yes, big time. Um, I was into like what I thought was cool at the time. You know, it w- was more about it being dark and twisted and an interesting mm-hmm. experimental, right? Um, so I liked this as, but I, I really don't think I understood it. Wikipedia didn't exist at the time. And so like, I remember this being pretty obtuse to me where it's like the second renaissance is very like it's just explaining the war and that was yeah that's a very straightforward easy to understand (laughs) i guess let's 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 do it kind of in order right we'll just kind of go through each one well i guess we should treat these two as the same 
piece, basically, right? Second Renaissance is the same piece. I don't know why it's in even in part one and two. It just like it's the same director little, too, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's just long, I guess. Mm. Um, they broke it up, but it's not. There's nothing between them. It's just like it starts and then there's like a quick black frame that says part two and then it keeps going. Um, I didn't realize that the Android is named bigger. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. <laughs> I was watching it with subtitles on this time. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, but his name is B one six, six ER. Weird. So the second Renaissance is the one we start on. No, actually, we start on Final Flight of the Osiris. Mm-mm. Oh, the copy I downloaded had a, had Osiris first. Yeah, no, we so start it, with uh, with second Renaissance. Is this, this is how it goes in the one you watch. Okay, we'll just mm-hmm. do it in that. Um, I think that's a better one to end on anyway. And that's how it is um, on the Wikipedia too. I think you just downloaded a <laughs> fucked up version. I think it's normal. This is why uh, this is why pirating is unacceptable. Oh no, come now. <laughs> um so we start with Second Renaissance. Um and this one is just setting up the entire history of the Matrix. Um and it's 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 not there's no characters really in this one. It's it's sort of documentary style. There's a voiceover and she's saying in the mid 21st century, um, I guess it kind of implies that we're just like so rich and fat and sassy. We, we make AI to be slaves to us um, and the robots are, you know, humanoid robots yeah, and they're and, getting better uh, and smarter and eventually like they start to have like feelings and stuff, but people aren't really treating them that way. And uh the one the one robot like kills its master at some point and there's like a court case for it, which I just think is like kind of like cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he was because like he if, was gonna... if, if you're treating robots the way that like this thing is like making it that they're treating the robots right it would be like if in in like modern society if like we had like a trial for a dog you know like if like a yeah, dog yeah, bit exactly. somebody you had a trial for the dog it's not gonna happen you're just gonna kill the dog it is it is weird because it's like they're everywhere at this point but like this is the first time it, it happens it's basically a mechanic came to like shut it down deactivate the robot and he freaked out and killed his his owner the pets the mechanic he killed everybody and his his defense was like i don't i didn't want to die like it was self-defense yeah um that didn't work um i guess they they kill it anyway um and then he i guess after that the robots are like hey wait a second you can just kill us legally for no reason. That's fucked up. So they start rioting, protests, um, and they start killing them. Um, and then crazily, they start just like holocausting them. They're like, all right, this has become too much. They're going crazy. We're just going to kill all the robots. Um, 
but they uh, all leave and just go to the desert where humans can't live, and they make yeah. a nation called Zero One. And it's um, like an economic powerhouse because they're fucking robots. It's yeah, just like, and then I don't know, man. I think like I. I I think that part of my problem with this is that it's like they can't decide what the robots are. They can't decide if they're like thinking, feeling things or if they're machines. And I guess they're kind of a little bit of both. But like, yeah, it's kind of what's not working for me in some ways. (laughs) Um, I I think I think my issue with this uh, story is that it's too detailed and also not detailed enough. mm -hmm. Like, I don't really need to know this. Like your imagination of like what happened yeah. for to get from where we are now, which is having very smart computers to having AI that takes us over. I don't really need to know. Yeah. Like you There's, can kind of imagine it happening somehow. And, and you get like a great, like really, really perfect little line from Morpheus in the first one when they're talking, when Neo asks him like what happened to the world and whatever and like he's showing him like the fucked up world outside the the valley of the real and whatever and he has that one really great line i don't i don't remember but it's paraphrasing it basically where it's like we don't know who who fired the first shot or whatever but we know that it was us who 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 you know shrouded the sky and cloud and whatever you get that nice little thing that like your imagination like pieces all sorts of stuff together you can picture the war you can picture this last ditch effort and whatever you get all of that it's like in um it's like in the first star wars movie when um when obi-wan is talking about luke's father and he says like your father was a fantastic pilot and a good friend and you're like great i get everything about it already you guys had some war times together he was your friend and now he's gone the end you know (laughs) like everything else that you do after that is just like you're just like adding detail to it that i didn't really need now now i can imagine you know wanting more and i remember wanting more as a kid but like if you're not gonna go all the way with it like this still feels kind of it just kind of feels a little bit like half measure mm-hmm. to me because it's like, okay, they get to, I, I, I don't like that they are like individual robots that have like, I don't like that they compare them to like a, a, a marginalized class that never sat right with me. Um, I do feel bad for them and it makes you want them to win or like be, it, it confuses and, and complicates the the rest of the movies but like i don't like that they were like individual robots that were treated poorly and then organized their own country yeah um i don't i just i've never liked that i don't get what it's supposed to mean or like what we're supposed to draw from it comparatively or metaphorically metaphorically um although i will say there's a it's it's responsible for some of the coolest and most like emotionally affecting moments in this episode. Like when they start beating up the, the lady robot Android and she's mm. just like, no, I'm, I'm real. And then they're just like whacking her head to death. Yeah. She's got like, her weird robot titties and whatever. Yeah. Like that stuff really is like heavy and, and works, but on a whole, like there's not enough of like the specific to really make this whole work because mm-hmm. it's like 
okay, so what? So we were bad. And then we started a war with them. We really don't know any more than we do from the Matrix. You know what I mean? Like now, yeah. we just, okay. So now, like the whole second Renaissance part two uh, is literally just what Ma- what Morpheus said, where mm-hmm. it's like they go to war and then we see the war. Um, and then there's some really cool images. Like it's all really awesome looking. It's all right looking. I think um, I think the second one is better than the first one in that way. Uh, I think the first one, like visually, I kept thinking of the Boondocks. <laughs> it looks a lot like the Boondocks uh, animated series. It's a little Boondocksy, sure. Especially when they do the TV footage and stuff, like when we're seeing the security camera footage of of the robot killing the masters and stuff, really looks like the Boondocks to me. Um, which while it is a hilarious, uh, you know, landmark comedy, uh, it, for our generation, it is also not the best animation in the world. I think some no. of the animation in this looks pretty fucking jank to be honest with you, especially compared, especially compared to the rest of this shit. Like some of the other ones sure. in here, it looks so fucking rad that like, Oh yeah. I mean, this just looks kind of all right. I think once it's we get cool. into this like tech stuff like once we're seeing them like fucking with the people and stuff i'm like this is nice right i think the i think it looks pretty cool i don't know i mean it's by uh maida he did uh hilariously blue submarine number six Mm. uh he directed that um he also did um he worked for yibri doing castle in the sky and pocoroso um he did a lot of cool stuff um yeah i don't know this one i i know what you mean though it's like it's not as fluid and beautiful as some of the other ones i think it looks cool though yeah Yeah, and then and then this in part two we basically just watch the war um and you know it's a war they fight with mech suits and and bombs and rockets and then uh they they invent the uh the the sentinels from the movie and uh they're overwhelmed and they lose yeah um and then they turn them into the matrix yeah um so then this, i think we should probably move on cuz we're going to run out of time if we stick on these too long you're right i think that this is fun but i don't feel like we really needed to see it yeah the um, rest of these i get why they made it of course are like way more what i want out of the like the log line of like anime stories within the matrix universe like pretty much the sure. rest of this is exactly what i'm after from from that concept right so the next one is by kawajiri who did vampire hunter d um and is about a lady who's in a program um she's in like feudal japan and she's yeah, a she's samurai. doing like a like the neo morpheus uh you know training fight sequence she's doing one of those with her i guess her boyfriend uh right they're in feudal japan it looks so fucking sick it's so nice it's, it's really so cool. fucking nice <laughs> imagine vampire hunter d but just like enhanced with by like 10 years of technology yeah um it looks great really cool like very uh heavy color palette shit happening 
Um, it's very like, uh, um, like intentional with its use of color and shadow. Uh, it's got this like fun eighties yeah. sort of a look to it. Um, there's like absolutely a lot adore of, it. a lot of black yeah. in as like, you know, black and red the sh- the and shading. Then mm-hmm. when somebody dies, you get matrix code. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a little CGI in there to enhance it. And it's, it's very tastefully done, but basically this one is that they're talking just about like being in the matrix and, you know, do you regret taking the red pill, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm going to go back to the matrix. And she's like, fuck off. You're not, you're, no, you're <laughs> Shut not. Up. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, he's like, no, seriously, I am. I'm for real and, bitch. And she's like, no. And he's like, I want you to come with me. And she's like, no what are you what are you crazy i'm not gonna come gonna go back into the matrix he's like well i'm doing it and then they have like a serious battle because they're like she's like mad at him and he's like okay well i'm going because well, she knows that if he's going back into the matrix that means it's a cyrus sort of a situation is it cyrus is that his name who in the first matrix oh, oh cypher cypher cyrus <laughs> is he cyrus <laughs> the virus <laughs> so- Yes, from the hackers. No, from uh, Cyrus the Virus is from uh, uh, Con Air. Oh, okay. It's John Malkovich um, and Con Air. Yes. Um, but she knows that it's a it's a cipher situation where if he's going back into the Matrix, that means that he betrayed them to the Matrix, so they're all going to die. So she's trying to get herself out of the Matrix, and she does get out, and then it turns out it was all a test. He was testing yeah, we her. were just fucking psych, with you. It's psych, a prank. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. You thought I was going to marry you, but actually this is all a trick to test your loyalty to the cause. <laughs> yeah. And I love then, it. Uh, it's great. <laughs> she punches him in the face and she goes up the elevator. Um, and that's all. Uh, that one's a good one. That's a good uh, one. And then, and then we have a world record, which is basically exploring the idea of most people find out like about the matrix through thinking about like why their world isn't real or like reading philosophy or being good at coding or whatever. And then some people can find out the matrix just by being so fucking good at running. Yeah. Uh, It's essentially the idea is that like, because the matrix is a coded computer thing and like people are able to interact with it. Like, I guess the idea is that if you are able to push the limits of like physics and stuff essentially yeah. like you accidentally break the matrix and so this is about a guy who runs so fast that he breaks the matrix for a second and it like breaks his brain too uh yeah. i love this one too it it's looks good. so it's really... grotesque <laughs> uh is this the guy who did uh red line i don't I can't, know i don't know uh let's but see it looks yes, it so is. fucked up i love it this this director uh Takashi Koike, um, Koike, he did a um, he did a movie called Redline, which if you haven't watched, you should probably watch it if you like this animation style because it's like that, but on it's like this, but on acid. Mm-hmm. It's just about cars and like racing. It's so sick. Um, but uh, yeah, so this one is just about a guy who runs really fast, and then it's mostly cool because of the animation. I like the idea too, mm-hmm. like the idea that you know you're basically still just interfacing with this video game with your mind and he's just so good at it that he can like 
basically push through, you know, believing that he can't run a hundred miles per hour and just do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and that fucks up the matrix. Yeah, it's um, like um, it's like when you play a video game with the graphics settings too high, and like it just your computer's just like, sorry, I'm out of VRAM. I need to restart. Yeah, yeah. And so he just like wakes up and sees the pod for a second, and then like the thing reboots and he's back. back in. And he's like, ah. Yeah, he wins. He wins at uh like eight point nine nine seconds or eight point seven two seconds it's like he goes insanely fast um and then they have to put him back and then he he like broke his legs while he was doing it um and then he's like supposed to never be able to walk again and then the the agents are like looking over him and he's just like yeah i'm gonna walk anyway because who cares (laughs) um because it's not real um so it's just about a guy who can see through the matrix. And that's a really cool idea. Um, and then next we have an, ep- it's called kids story. And this one is sort of showing the story of the kid who got saved by Neo. That's referenced in matrix reloaded in, in reloaded. He's like in Zion and he's just like, yeah, Neo personally saved me. And he's like, he's, he's the best guy. And I love Neo and he's the best, he's awesome can i do anything for you mr neo he's just like little hangers on kid little fanboy. and this one is pretty cool but the the animation looks really weird it's like um kind of sketchy yeah it's like Uh, a little bit rotoscopy a little bit sketchy like i like how like sometimes it looks like it's just a straight rotoscope and then sometimes something happens where you're like well they couldn't have actually done that so it's not right it's definitely not um but it looks kind of like it it's just about it's basically exactly like the original matrix where this kid is kind of a hacker he feels like there's something wrong with the world he's basically like living neo's life but he's in high school um he's just like falling asleep at his computer um and he like is on i guess some chat room and he's like why does it feel more real when i'm asleep than when i'm awake and Neo is like, what's up? <laughs> what's Sounds up, like dude? me, you know, like, how you doing? <laughs> what's uh, up, kid? You want to meet up? <laughs> <laughs> ASL. Uh, and uh, so then he like is absentmindedly at school and he's like writing like Neo and Trinity's cool band logos in his notebook. And he's like, he writes, get me out of here. And then Neo calls him on his phone. He's like, they know you know get the fuck out and then most of this one is just like a chase between the agents yeah. and him and it's then, all right yeah and then he uh he uh is trapped on a cliff or the top of the building and the agents are like stop right there we got you surrounded and he's like wait this isn't real and he jumps off of the building and kills himself and he dies in real life but he uh I guess they like were there to catch him and he just like he lets himself out of the matrix. He's like the first person to ever just like do what the beyond guy did, but with his brain. Yeah. Um, or not beyond the world record guy did with his brain. And then is just like shot out of the matrix and then they pick him up and he's like fine in the real world. Um, and that's a fun little idea too. Um, 
but then, kind of you, like in the same way that Second Renaissance is, it's kind of like, I don't know, whatever. Like this is too much like what's already there. It's not really adding anything true. necessarily. Whereas the next one beyond is like, this is what I'm after. This is what I'm after from like little side yeah. stories within the this matrix. Cool. This rules. So this one is, it's just about like these kids find a house where like so in the first movie when we see the glitch in the matrix and they explain how like sometimes shit's just like fucked up in the matrix and like it usually shows that somebody's like changed something but sometimes it is just a glitch and so these kids find a glitch in this house where like physics is wrong and it's just about them just like fucking around and having fun with the with the glitch and whatever and this girl finds them and like and then uh, what happens? The the agents come and they break it up and they're like, get out of here. And then they, they, they clean it up and then the kids come back and they're like, oh, the glitch is gone. Damn, that sucks. I guess on yeah, to do fig- something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was, this one is just about like how it, it, it's sort of um, expanding on the idea in the original Matrix, which is like a lot of the shit that people think is supernatural or um you know cryptozoological or whatever is just the matrix fucking up because it's not supposed to be that way it's not that ghosts are real but like the matrix isn't perfect yeah um and so this is just a little story about them finding a weird like haunted house where stuff is weird and then just like having fun with it and the agents coming and being like Whoop, fuck we fucked up and get out of here that's it. <laughs> yeah like old men telling them to get off their lawn um yeah yeah it's super fine, fun that was a nice fun little one. time uh next one is detective story don't care for it oh i like this one don't care I mean, for it i i think maybe we we uh we we, we like a little like i kind of want more matrix you know what i mean mm. like from my matrix stuff <laughs> Like, I want stuff that feels like the first movie. And this feels like sort of a cool little side story from the first movie. It's basically just like uh, uh, a a private guy. He's just like hired by the agents to look for Trinity. And then he kind of has a Neo experience where he's looking for her. She She finds him first. I guess not first because they put the little shrimp in his eye. Mm-hmm. Um, she she like sucks out the shrimp out of his eye like she did out of uh, Neo's belly button. And she's like, did you have a dream about an eye exam recently? And he's like, I guess. And then sucks it out. And he's like, Jesus Christ, that shit's real. Uh, like he says in the movie. I mean, he doesn't say the same thing, but that's his reaction, obviously. Um, and then... Uh, he uh, kind of has a sort of noir ending where the girl gets away and he's like, hmm, the agents were the bad guys. Uh, and and I guess he I guess he dies. It doesn't really. Yeah, I feel like he really dies. Clear. Yeah, I think the agents get him and he dies. Right. I thought it was fun. I don't know. The animation is really cool. It's like all kind of like black and white in certain yeah. in certain scenarios. Um, not for me. Not for you. All right. And then we have Matriculated, which is by Peter 
uh, what's his name? Peter uh, Chung, who does, you know, all the cool fucking liquid TV stuff. Yeah. Eon Flux. And Matriculated is pretty fun. It's about a, uh, it's like a matrix where... This is one of the weirder ideas they have... It's neat though. It's it it feels yeah, like, like it's it. the furthest out from the Matrix while still using Matrix shit, and I kind of like that too. For so sure. this one is like there's like all these different uh, robots out there in the world that we don't see in the movies ever, just different ones, and they're no. way more colorful too. I like that too. Um, and and uh, there's this like team of folks who trap the robots into their own matrix that they made. Yeah. They make a different matrix. They make different matrix. Uh, and they, they trap these, these robots, plug them into the secret second matrix and, um, use it to yeah, convince so this... them that humans are actually cool. <laughs> yeah. So this is in the real world, not the matrix. They're in the real world and they're capturing robots who are like, you know, little like ro- rabbits or whatever, slow lorises. And they um, and they are capturing them to try and convince them that like humans aren't evil and deserve to have a better life than this um, by like inceptioning their brain, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this one is is really insane and looks the craziest. Yes. If you've seen e- Eon Flux, uh, it's like that, but with a lot more money. Um, yeah, it and looks a lot like more CGI. Um, the characters remind me of um, there was like a Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah, after real, real the Ghostbusters. F- yeah, after the first Ghostbusters cartoon, there's a second one, and she looks <laughs> oh, oh, she yeah. looks like a character from that. Uh, I can't remember what that one was called, um, but yeah, the, her hair is all weird and floppy. Yeah, but um, the the character design in this is so insane because once they go into the the new the the humans matrix um it's just a tool album cover mm-hmm. for like 20 15 minutes or however long this is it's probably only like eight minutes long the whole thing um, is 15 minutes so they're only in their matrix for like a couple minutes but yeah, yeah it looks so it, nuts <laughs> it's so crazy it's hard to explain there's lots of colors and undulating stuff and yeah she's like fucking uh, this guy to like convince the robot that they're cool <laughs> <laughs> and the I'm robots like, I really... have it on on mute as we're talking about it. I'm just like, oh yeah, I don't know why they're fucking. <laughs> they yeah. are. The the robots are really cute and they sort of I think like the idea is is that they get it. Like the robot is like, "Oh, yeah, you are really cool." Yeah, and you are cool. And like, you get pussy. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get pussy. Um, <laughs> but then uh the laboratory is being attacked by sentinels. Um and so they unplug themselves um and and then they she unplugs the robot and it saves her it's i'm i'm honestly straight up reading this from the wikipedia because it's so metaphorical i guess or like it's so you're seeing this through like the the idea of what's happening through the matrix i guess it's really strange yeah they um, like peel this thing's face off and stuff yeah uh basically it escapes everyone else uh is dead she's like trapped in the matrix uh as the sentinels are killing everybody um and then he gets the the robot gets out and sees everybody dead and then the last shot is him 
like looking out over the the desert yeah um like she what does he was do? he like beginning. plugs her back into the matrix to like say goodbye to her or something i guess so something like that that's what i thought happened is that like they're all dying and he can't like interface with her or save her. So he like plugs, they plug each other back into the matrix mm-hmm. and he's like, goodbye. Goodbye. And then she's like scream, screaming and dissolves Uh really weird one, but a very cool one. Yeah. And then last we have uh, the final flight of the Osiris, which is um, specifically uh, goes right into uh the matrix reloaded right or 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 revolutions um this one oh i think revolutions is where this happens but they talk about this in the in the in the sequels but it starts where they're doing um so this one's all cgi yeah um, it and looks at the like time, um uh, final, final fantasy, fantasy spirits of this yeah it looks a little better than that um but not that much not better. Not much better. Yeah, it looks like Tekken. It looks like the Tekken <laughs> machine that you had at your movie theater. <laughs> um, I, I, it's like pretty impressive, especially in some of the places. Um, with the, uh, with the ships and stuff, the people still look a little janky. People look pretty um, jank. Some of these textures on, like, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the stuff that, like you know i'd be looking at i'm looking at like walls and stuff and i'm like those yeah, yeah. that brick texture would be unacceptable <laughs> <laughs> um so uh two people thaddeus and jew uh are doing uh a f- a sparring in um in the matrix like a virtual dojo like like morpheus and neo did um they're doing it sexily though mm-hmm. uh cutting each other's clothes off you better believe at- it <laughs> and that lasts a little while and then they are interrupted by an alarm and then um they find out that what do they find out how does this one go I don't they find know. out that the <laughs> it's funny because this one was first so it's like the farthest away from my memory see similarly me. this one was last and uh, i had so definitely started to like, out, yeah. zone out at this point <laughs> Especially because, like we've established now, I you know, I want less matrix in my matrix. You want more matrix in your matrix. This one is just this one is just straight up. It's just something from a matrix movie, and it's not what I want. I want like I want to see you know how else can we expand the idea of the matrix? How else can we like take something that we introduced somewhere and play with it in another way? You know, right? Basically, they see that the sentinels are drilling down into zion um they figure that out and then the sentinel is like oh shit we they saw us and then they give chase and they have to like oh right i remember so they don't they know they're not going to get back to zion before the the sentinel are are like find them they they're basically like making a suicide mission mm-hmm. um so sh- they like jew is like i'll go into the matrix and deliver the message um and so they say goodbye because very sadly they're all gonna die 
So she goes into the matrix um, and goes to find a mailbox dropping off a package, um, which is all tied together with the enter the matrix video game. Um, and then she tries to call Thaddeus on the cell phone. Um, but there, you know, he can't answer because in, re- in the real world, the Sentinels are trying to eat the, the ship and uh, everything explodes because the Sentinels kill them all. Um, and then she dies in the Matrix. Um, but she did deliver it. And then, then in Reloaded or at the end of Reloaded or at the beginning of Revolutions, I can't remember, they get the message and they're like, thank you, Captain Thaddeus and Jew for your amazing sacrifice yeah many boffins died for this information many boffins died this is the rogue one of the matrix so and it looks like from wikipedia this also dovetails into a video game that i've never heard of into the matrix was that good cool at the time it was fun i mean it was an interesting game that's where um oh no no that's later morpheus dies in a video game (laughs) um but i think that's the other one the other matrix game this hmm. one is just about um the osiris and then also uh jada pinkett smith's character getting that package and then having to take it to back to the back to the um the real world it's interesting but anyway so that's that's the animatrix um <laughs> what did you think I think um I think overall I think especially for the first chunk I was very engaged. Uh I think even even though I don't necessarily think that I wanted or loved uh you know the the second renaissance I do think that while I was watching it I was like really engaged with it I really enjoyed it. I think a lot of this stuff is really fun world building sort of stuff that like I really wish more franchises would do with their shit you know like i feel like you do so much world building and then whenever anybody does like new installments in their franchise like it doesn't really feel like anybody's doing stuff like this everybody's doing like a continuation of the story you know like they're pushing right they're going further into whatever story they told they're they're continuing on past the ending which just kind of isn't really necessarily what I'm interested in. I'd rather see stuff like this where you're like, you know, like I I wish there was, they're they're trying to do it a little bit with star Wars now, but not good. But like, I I, I'd like to see (laughs) more stuff where it's like, what is it like to live in the world? Exactly. Yeah. Like what, what, what is it like to be one of those dudes that chills at the Moss Eisley cantina? You know, like, right. What does that guy do when he's not at the cantina? Or like, what does he do an hour later than when we're there? You know, right. like, and that- I think, I think you're pretty alone in that <laughs> a little bit. Like, I mean, I, I, I definitely am also interested in that kind of stuff, but I remember there being, like Star Wars comics that were like, what is moisture farming like? <laughs> and it was like, nobody cares. I do. But like, I, do. I know you do. <laughs> I just want to show that, or it's just like a short, like this is great because they're just short, you know, they're not crazy. Right. Just like a five to seven minute little short anime thing 
that's just like a guy getting fucked up at the Moss Eisley Cantina and like going home with like a roadie in and like yeah and I, I get and it he, like, because can't I think get his dick up and he's like oh I had too much <laughs> blue milk <laughs> I'm sure they don't drink that to get drunk but uh yeah no, I know I get it it's it's fun for sure uh and I like I like I like both is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I, I, I really enjoy hanging out in the world and figuring out, you know, uh, the matrix is one. I just don't think I like that much. Like I don't really want to live in Zion or the mm. matrix. Like, yeah, you know, it, I think there's power fantasy, fun time stuff you could do. Actually, here's a good idea. One thing they'd ever do and have never done is, when people are fucking around who are, who are in the matrix is it just too risky to do stuff like have fun in the matrix like if you know shit isn't real and you know nothing matters yeah and you have you have no like stuff that like you wouldn't normally do in real life like swindle people and lie to people mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and you know, go to Disneyland and spray paint people's faces, you know, whatever, like just cause trouble or whatever. You see it like a little bit at the beginning of Reloaded when Neo's just flying. Right. For fun. He's the only one who can do that. But it's like, but you have that first scene where like the operator guy is just like, oh yeah, he's just doing his Superman shit. But if you could, yeah, exactly. But if you could like, if you were Mouse, obviously Mouse is dead in the first but if you're, you know, if you're one of these people who's just like, hey, I made it out, but now I know that I could go to the fake dream world and just like lucid dream and well, just like they get kind of an imply, ATV and like, you they know, imply like that I could, Mouse does that, right? Because like when he yeah. does the red woman thing and, you know, Neo does the, the red woman exercise and uh, and then at lunch the next day, Mouse is just like, if you want a little bit of extra time with the lady in the yeah, red dress, so let that. me know. <laughs> It's kind of implied that Mouse like has little programs that he uses. <laughs> right, right. The digital pimp. Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean there's there's lots of fun stuff you can do with the Matrix, but I also like to see just like what is happening with the story mm-hmm. and you know what their watch how seeds were trying to say and stuff. So I think I thought this was a great and fun thing that pretty pretty well holds up. Um the animation is still really cool. Um, most of the stories are really awesome and interesting. Um, I, I am a little disappointed that the history isn't as fleshed out or as detailed or as good as it wanted to be. It's sort of just like, yeah, okay. I kind of feel like you needed to do one of two things with that. You needed to either make it a full movie or you needed to just be like, this is just about the trial, you know? Right, exactly. Like, that would have been sick if it was just like a seven-minute short that's just about the trial of BI-66ER. Like, that would have been fine. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. I recommend it. It's cool. Yeah, I still recommend uh, it, it for sure. It's not It's not a perfect thing, but as Wachowskis are always doing, big swings generally mostly hits uh some of them big home runs yeah uh it's a really cool thing that exists and so i recommend it as well um 
there's no ending to this. Usually I, I X the show, but we have a whole nother movie to do. Yeah, I was going to say we have 10 minutes in which to discuss <laughs> Coonskin. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even rant that much at the beginning. How did we get How did this we long? do this? <laughs> All right. I have to take a bathroom break that you're going to have to cut out. Yeah, I got the devil in me. It's the man you see. I'm on natural black face and up my sleeve I'm holding an ace that I won't die in disgrace. If I stop dancing and don't let you blow me anymore in the wind, cause I refuse to come. Help! Rape! And our next feature presentation <laughs> is, uh, it's Coonskin, directed Coonskin. by Ralph Bakshi. Uh, also known as so many other things, Street Fight. Uh, it it was released as Street Fight and Bustin' Out. Um, this is from 1975. It's Bakshi's, I think, third film. Uh, it's yes, Fritz the Cat, and then Heavy Traffic, and then Coonskin. Um, I think this is the first time we've talked about Bakshi on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least done one of his movies. Um, and it's a good one. It's it's uh one that he considers to be his best film. Or at least at the time, whenever in 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 some New York Times interview, he said that. Um, so this movie is the first of our exploitation series uh, being dictated to us by the Dark Council. Um, I talked about this movie on the show about two years ago. Uh, I, I watched it; it was recommended to me um, by a friend. Um, so I had, I've talked about this a little bit on the show, but we should go over it. You, your, your introduction to this movie was through me, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah. Why don't you tell us what the movie's about? <laughs> uh, the movie's about, us. uh, it's, it's about a couple of guys who escape from jail, uh, and a fellow who's helping them to escape from jail tells them a story that is uh, then basically the movie. Uh, <laughs> like their their whole jailbreak <laughs> right. thing is like kind of nominally a part of the movie. It's really about um, this uh, rabbit and bear and um, who's the other Fox. guy? Preacher Fox. Preacher Fox. Rabbit and bear and fox and uh, their exploits in... Uh, they come from the South. They end up in Harlem and it's their exploits in Harlem uh, making their way up the ladder of organized crime uh fighting yeah. various mini bosses before a final boss and then interspersed throughout it is hot and sexy america big titty lady um murdering mm-hmm. a black man over and over again okay she's always murdering a black man yeah so this is a a sort of um it's a a sort of mixture it's a parody satire of exploitation black exploitation specifically um and also through the lens of uh uncle remus song of the south uh which which had just come out actually uh song of the south had come out in oh i'm sorry i'm totally wrong it came out in 1946 uh so many years before this uh this came out in 1975 so 30 years before so it's sort of a retelling of the uncle Remus stuff 
uh, the Song of the South stuff in this sort of like cartoon black exploitation. Um, and it's basically rabbit, bear, and fox are in the South, and then their their house gets bought by a city slicker they call him um and then they move to harlem and have to deal with all this bullshit (laughs) they think harlem is going to be a beautiful time and it isn't so what what do you think about this movie jeremy um so first of all i think it is just like purely psychotic i um I really like it's I've I describe a lot of movies this way, but this one more than I think most I feel like just like wrung out my brain in a lot of ways. Like I think by the end of it, I was very exhausted because it is I mean, it is very cool and I really enjoyed a lot of it. However, it's also sure. just like it's like really like bright and busy and neurotic and like scattered and messy and like. Mm. It, it it just feels like it's just constantly and and part of the problem too is like i think the the audio mixing is such that like i feel like i had to just very actively manage the volume on my tv <laughs> <laughs> um and so by okay. the end of it i felt very uh exhausted by it all all right um but so i think is that, that is I, that a negative no, I don't Is think it's necessarily negative? a negative. I just, um, it, I mean, it's it, not a fun. You're saying it's not a fun watch. It's not a it's fun tough. watch. It's pretty exhausting. It's pretty grimy. Um, but there is definitely think, stuff that's really funny, and there's stuff that's really interesting. Oh, for sure. And I mean, the animation is just fucking sick at times. <laughs> It's interesting. So the, the so the history of this production is that um, Bakshi wanted to make a movie just about how awful. Like Bakshi's history is that he was born in Palestine mm-hmm. um, as a Jewish person, and then moved to Brownsville, Brooklyn. And basically only knew black people from then on, like as a child, like he, he was like friends with only black people. He was like, went to a black school. Mm-hmm. Um, like he thought he was black. Like he said in an interview, he was like, I was just another black kid on the corner. <laughs> um, and he didn't really know, like he didn't really process racism, you know, like he, he didn't like, he, he didn't, you know, he wasn't like a white kid growing up. He's a Jewish kid in Brooklyn who like felt very kin to 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 black people. So the six the the whole sixties were really tough, I think. And he was just he thought that he he felt that like the mafia and like the Ku Klux Klan and 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 the segregation of things, all all the stuff of the sixties was really frustrating to him. And so he wanted to make something that put, you know, black experience and black stories front and center. And he hired, I think, the most black animators ever. Mm. Um, I think of all time, 
And I think that hasn't been like beaten at this point. Um, he just wanted a movie that was like as much black people he could get to make a movie. And he only really, I mean, I think it's like, he's a cartoonist and I don't think he would have like stepped aside, but like, you can't really get a lot of money. Even he, he was having trouble getting money at all. So he, he directed it. Um, and his name is on it, but it's a, it's a very, um, it's a very collaborative project and he wanted to make a movie that that dealt with all of that stuff um and i think it it does it's uh it's a very s- political movie a uh, very scathing pretty on the yeah. nose uh it's not a it's not a very uh it's not it's not a very subtle movie by by any means um but it's a movie about how uh, black people are just treated insanely poorly mm-hmm. and are used by literally every type of person in America uh, and are stepped on. And even the ones who are uh, in positions of power are be- are there because they fuck up other black people. Um, and it's about rabbit brother rabbit and brother bear and and preacher fox they basically come to harlem and are like this is bullshit and it's sort of a power fantasy in in the way a black exploitation movie is but you know not in like oh we can be a cool pimp or you can be a cool you know bat i mean i guess sort of like the way uh sweet slick back is not slick back um the badass song movie is where it's just like let's just take over and right. make it a nice place um and be free yeah and, and that's sort and, of what and they deal do deal with our our you know many bosses one by one and kind of like clean up the neighborhood for for our people and whatever right and they do that by like slowly just mocking and and taking care of uh the mafia, cops, other, you know, black people who have been exploiting other black people. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. (laughs) It's pretty fucking crazy. There, there's like, there's stuff in here that feels like it's like cultural reference stuff that I don't totally get. Maybe like, because of like time period or cultural things or whatever, but there's like, this whole element of like the mafia this so there's like a godfather character who has like all of these like drag queen sons yeah and i don't totally get like what that's supposed to like be referencing be referencing is that like is it homophobic (laughs) i guess it kind of is well uh, you know, it's, I feel like they're, they're sort of like, he's taking like all of the, most of the black people in this movie, except for like one guy who I was noticing this time around. I watched it, you know, just today. <laughs> I was noticing that one guy is like just a normal guy. Like he's not a Sambo caricature or a rabbit or whatever. Like he's mm. one of the guys who's like in the mafia with the mafia team 
he just looks normal just like yeah. a normal guy but most people in the movie are like basically some sort of extremely racist caricature of whatever themselves. They are, so yeah. i think i think the the queer guys are like it's kind of just like a south park thing where like everything is racist or homophobic or whatever and it's mm-hmm. like not necessarily trying to make a point there it's sort of trying to be like this is how america views all of these people even if they're like even if they're like the mafia sons like they're still like cretinous because of the fact that they're gay or whatever right um i feel like it's a very of its time it it feels very 70s um i'd be very surprised if Bakshi was a homophobic guy. Like he was like, I'm sure he had friends or has friends who are gay people, but like this does feel pretty mean spirited. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, I think a lot of people, you know, there were, there were black people who thought it was pretty mean spirited at the time. Um, It's hard to say. I mean, the whole um, thing is itself very mean spirited. <laughs> it feels like the whole, like the movie yeah. itself is 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 kind of mean spirited. Yeah, it 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 re- is a very angry movie. Yeah, it's a it's a movie that is mad at all of America, um, and about how they treat everybody, and but specifically how America has treated black people and and jewish people um and i i I do feel like the 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 italian sons are catching strays (laughs) uh (laughs) in this movie (laughs) but at the same time like um the bartender in the beginning it's, it's not really in the beginning but like when the the fat pig cop guy like goes and he's like the gay guy is like hitting on him and he's just like really homophobic to him he's like none of that queer shit around me and then the gay guy is like fuck you that doesn't feel mean-spirited though Mm -hmm. like that feels like oh he's like a gay guy in the 70s in harlem like you know it's it's very over the top and cartoonish but it's it doesn't feel like the point is to be like look at this freak um, whereas for whatever reason, the Italian sons do feel that way. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, that part is a little confusing to me. Um, but yeah, so, so we start with them killing a cop, I think, mm-hmm. uh, we have the big pig guy who they turn into like a, a Sambo type character. They paint his face black and then have they throw him out to the cops and the cops kill him yeah he well he shoots one of the cops first because he doesn't want them to think that he's gay um oh yeah (laughs) and so he shoots one of them and then they all just like unload on him um yeah but there's a guy before that there's the big there's the big fat black guy who's always naked oh yeah they kill that guy because he like just they just like show up and 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 he's uh he's he's already ready to kill them yeah they throw they throw they throw rabbit out the window and then he's like i was born in a trash can 
Um, but they also kill the guy whose daughter is the like naked mm-hmm. girl. Oh no, that's that's in that's in the south. That's why they leave to Harlem. It's because they kill a cop's daughter. They kill a cop there. Um, and they're like, well, okay, can't go back there. <laughs> so they go to Harlem. Uh, and then they kill, yeah, they kill the black guy. And then we meet, um, what's his name? Black Jesus. Well, there's a guy who says that he's, yeah, that he's related to black Jesus. Simple savior. Oh yeah. Yeah. The cousin, they, the cousin of black Jesus is simple savior. And he's going to like, he's, he's going to like give everybody the strength to kill the whitey. Um, but he's just like getting money um, from everybody and sort of stealing money. And he's like, uh, he's related to the mafia too. <laughs> so Rabbit is trying to go around, take all the mafias. Um, yeah. It's business. all, it's all just kind of like, it's all this sort of like lateral uh, or not lateral, uh, vertical sort of uh, mafia sort of uh hierarchical thing where they're kind of like picking off guys leading up towards what ultimately is the godfather in their mafia thing there's this whole like boxing thing that happens towards the end it's very hard to like the the plot of this this is what i was saying before is that like everything is so chaotic in this that it really does feel at times like if you just like zone out for a second you're like wait and what is happening now (laughs) like for sure, yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that. Like formally, this movie is so strange, and there's lots of there's lots of moments where the story just stops, mm-hmm. and then we'll have a lady talking about a cockroach that she knows yeah. for like three minutes, uh-huh. and then it's like that story is over, and then we go we snap back to rabbit and and bear talking. Um, it, it's definitely whiplashy but i will also say that the pacing is so bad that it it simultaneously feels confusing and fast-paced and very boring Mm -hmm. sometimes um that's true yeah it is really it's it's a rare feat to be able to be fast-paced and boring at the same time (laughs) but you're absolutely right it does feel that way it feels like it's it's a big part of it is because it's animated mm-hmm. um and like it feels like we we go to stories where you know we're with the italians for for a while um and then you just feel like nothing's really happening and then all of a sudden someone will be sh- shooting and and they're dead like someone's dead and then you're like, oh wait, what happened? Yeah. And then that has like big important like repercussions, but you barely knew who that person was. And also everything doesn't necessarily feel totally on model all the time. Mm-hmm. So like you have you have characters who you've seen before, but then when they die or something really important happens with them, it you're not you're like wait was that the same guy yeah you don't totally recognize them anymore <coughs> as the same character especially with the the italians um because they're so weird looking they all look like bugs um yeah and then there's just like weird asides where it'll just be like 
you know, a black stripper has like a whole thing with, I'm reading here, uh, when the police officer who's the bag man for the mafia, like there's, there's a whole part of that where like there's an extra story that's like inside of it and then it comes back and then like he's dead. <laughs> and it's like, oh wait, is that the guy who's, we saw he's dead now? Yeah. Um, I feel like this but movie, the movie, the movie as a whole is like, it's a very interesting thing because it is really cool animation and really psychotic and really like, I, I yeah, love it. Sure. I love what it looks like. I love like, I love it as like small little moments. I love it as small little like paintings and images and things. But mm-hmm. as a whole piece, I kind of think it sucks ass. <laughs> I kind of think it's just like <laughs> it's too insane to really enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely empathize with that idea. Um, <laughs> I don't actually agree. Um, I kind I I think that a part of it is. So, so I think it is bad, like uh, on a formal level, like it's pretty bad, but in a way that is like really awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the movie feels like a punk show poster drawn by like the most talented train writer guy, you know? Yeah. And it's so detailed and so interesting and goes way above and beyond what it had to do to like advertise a show or whatever and it's so cool to look at it but it's like formally shitty right like they they're not trained yeah they're not like doing it correctly but it's cool and you want to look at it and you'll have that guy do all the posters because they're so cool um yeah and and for me i think it, it it took the first time i watched this two years ago i had a very similar reaction like no matter what i would recommend watching this because of how interesting and historically strange it is like you should check it out it's only 80 minutes like it's mercifully short mm-hmm. it feels like it drags in so many parts but then yeah. when it's over you're like oh it's over straight up when you just said it was 80 minutes i'm like there's no fucking way that's true and then i looked <laughs> and i was like oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember when i first watched it i was like i did have that feeling of like wow this is, this is gonna be over ever <laughs> Um, but by the end, watching it this time, as soon as it was on, I was like, oh, yeah, I like this part. Oh, I love this part. And I just kept liking all the parts mm-hmm. um, and remembering how the story went. Um, and it'd be like, oh, this is the part where they kill Black Jesus. Oh, this is the part where, you know, they get married or whatever. It's like I, I found it much easier to watch the second time once I knew what it was going to be and knew the parts where you can, you know, sort of let your brain relax and you're not sort of like, (laughs) you're not missing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You're not missing anything here, but this part is fun and this is part is cool. It took me a while to get my head around it in a way where I could enjoy it as a movie. Um, so it's not, it's definitely a spiky, like politically and formally, it's full of thorns Mm -hmm. like it's hard to hold on to it's it's hard to watch it's hard to think about but it is one of the most fascinating things i've ever seen yeah 
I think I I'm I think I'm probably with you on that. I'm still going to give this a recommend even though I think it's pretty much dog shit. I do think <laughs> it still is like so insane and so cool and you just kind of have to experience it. You got to see it. It's so cool. Yeah, so at the end also they succeed. They kill everybody. Um they take over Harlem. Um they the, all of their plans worked out and then at the end uh it comes back to the live action um and they do shoot at the cops the, the basically the 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 brother bear and the preacher fox um who are breaking the rabbit in real life the real characters that they are supposed to represent are like having a shootout with the white cops and then pick them up, and then they make it out alive. Um, and that's the end. So it all kind of ends pretty happy. Um, and it's an interesting little thing. And it's so weird. It's really one of the weirder things I've ever seen. And it, it, I think I think we're doing a good job warning you that it's not going to be like, wow, this is such a cool, fun movie. <laughs> you should... <laughs> It's going to be a challenging watch and not because it's, it's like, and not because it's brutal or no. like, it's not, it's not challenging to watch in the same way that like something like come and see is challenging to watch. It's challenging no. to watch in the way that like the Holy Mountain is challenging to watch. I think the Holy Mountain is easy to watch. Um, I guess like, <laughs> I, I guess that's... not like, I guess like I'm trying to th- if you were trying to follow the story of the Holy Mountain, you're going to oh, have a sure. similar time to trying to follow the story of this. I think this feels like trying to watch. What's so strange about it is that it feels like trying to watch a very pretentious art movie. Like the same sort of like, oh, God, is there more of this? You know, like mm-hmm. it, it feels like trying to watch like a, like a strand brackage movie or something. Um, or, or, or like a, or a Bellatar movie. It's like trying to watch Damnation mm-hmm. by Bellatar, where it's just like, okay, I can get through the, you know, <laughs> like it doesn't feel fun. It feels like you're working at like staying with it. But what's so odd about that is that it's a movie about a cartoon rabbit. And and it feels like it shouldn't feel that way. Um, it, it feels like it should be more fun than it is. Um, and I think, I do think that if you watch it enough times, it could feel pretty fun. Um, it just isn't, it doesn't want you to have fun uh, the first time at all. Yeah. It wants you to feel really uncomfortable and give you a big steaming pile of shit. Um, it's a mean, angry little movie and I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I I guess I agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hard recommend for me. It's just, uh, it's a, it's also a pretty tough and I guess formally pretty bad movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah. A a really land of contrast Coonskin is. Um, And, and the the funny thing is, is like, if you're familiar though with Bakshi's stuff, you might not feel 
I don't know. I would really reduce uh, my my warning if you're a fan of Bakshi stuff. Like if you sat through Cool World, mm. um, and you really love wizards, you're probably just going to straight up enjoy this, um, because his stuff is all paced this poorly. <laughs> um, and so this is only slightly more fucked up than that. So, yeah, I liked it. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this has been a big double stuffed episode of Generation Lost. Thank you so much for being here. If you'd like to hear more of our show, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss and hang out with us in the Discord world where we will show you the movie we're going to watch on Monday. Um, we can talk about all kinds of other stuff. You can also join the Sopranos tier and get to vote on what show we're going to watch after the Sopranos. You can join the Dark Council and make us watch more insane movies like these two. Um, you can do all kinds of stuff. You can follow us on Twitter at Jen Lost Pod and follow us individually from there. And until next time, that's movies. Watch me dance. I got the devil in me. It's the man you see. Got the devil in me. It's the man you see. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Shop it up, 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 Walk on, walk on, niggas, walk on. Yeah, walk on, niggas, walk on. Walk on, niggas, walk on. Shabby do be it, shabby do be it, shabby do be shabby do be I've been waiting on the welfare line, the deployment line, the gas line since nine. Now I'm waiting on the pawn shop line. Walk on, niggas, walk on.